0: Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate in the church another great saint, Saint Bruno, who's considered to be the founding inspiration of the Carthusian Order, who up to now, since the 11th century, have never needed any reform. And they are men and women, who live as hermits in total silence and solitude, but live in a deeply uh, fraternal communion. Uh, they live in community um, but they seek and search for the face of god and they don't only do this for themselves but they do this as well for for humanity uh, because of the simple truth of the mystical body of christ that if one soul really gives itself to complete contemplation of god then every member of the church is affected by that power that grace so Inasmuch on the natural level, with natural knowledge, we look at these men and women seeking the face of God in solitude, we may think it's a waste of time. We might think that they are just wasting their lives away. But with the eyes of faith, we see that they are powerhouses. A heart totally surrendered to God in this contemplative way, um, draws huge grace down into the world. And... No doubt, even though there are only twenty four charter houses or Carthusian houses throughout the world, um, maybe when we get to heaven we will see how powerful they have been, just like how one engine room or one space in a country could provide loads of electricity for all the houses and businesses, etc, etc. So this is like an analogy to see contemplative life as drawing down power and grace on earth. And Saint Bruno, I think he was born around 1033, um, was a priest, um, very gifted administrator, um, very gifted um, in, in governance. And around 1075 or so, he was appointed a chancellor of a, a place called Rhein in Germany. He's from Cologne himself in Germany. And there he faced great um, opposition or conflicts with the archbishop of the time who was very corrupt who was even violent who who was was not really living up to his calling at all but had become uh, you could say influenced with great corruption and so bruno and his companions tried to get him uh, sacked you could say or or removed and uh, and with success in the end they did they petition the pope uh, on a on different grounds and, and he was removed. And then Bruno himself was then seen as the next candidate to be bishop, but he, he refused this. He and a few of his friends had made a, a secret vow of, of abandoning everything in the world to join religious life. So even though he had made his vow with his friends a few years early on, he decided in the end when all of this took place to, to flee and to, to seek God alone in solitude, to really fulfill the deepest desire of his heart. And so he went to St. Robert, who was founding in Moulême in and in France, uh, a community as well with people around him, which later would become the Cistercian Order of Monks. Uh, but that wasn't their vocation, so they went to St. Hugh of Chateauneuf in Grenoble, who was the bishop uh, in Grenoble in France, and he gave them uh, a space to begin their aromatical, solitary life. And there, Bruno... Um, set up with few of his companions to seek God in study, assiduous study and prayer, chanting the Psalms, living a solitary life. And the goal always of the monastic life, the goal of the Arametic life, the goal of all of us Christians is contemplation of God. And we do this in different ways. But they chose to do it in complete solitude and silence. And it might seem a very lonely thing, but the experience of these monks, the witnesses of them is that When we find silence and solitude the interior world becomes loud it becomes clear clarity of heart and mind then it allows us to perceive god and then god's god starts to inflow with his light and his goodness and his beauty into the soul and the soul therefore is ravished by this special presence of god and so the witness of bruno uh his motto god is absolute god alone like Benedict as well, like other great saints. But they witness to all of us that that even though in the midst of our life, even for lay vocations, we can try consciously to make everything about God. And when we live with that single purpose, it means our energies are not scattered and that we can live with a vitality of life. Here's what one monk uh, from Italy, one of the charter houses in Italy, speaks about the monk uh, in this Carthusian way of life. The monk who is filled with the love of God will recognize God's presence. The eyes of his heart are enlightened. They're able to see God as God is. St. Paul says that the connection between love and contemplation is natural. Only when your love is big enough will you know God. The more our heart is enlightened with love, the deeper will be our desire to see the face of God, our beloved one. Bruno, a man who burned with divine love, speaks of this desire through the psalm. I thirst for God who is life. When shall I rise so that i appear before God? Bruno does not only wish to see the face of suffering, face on the cross, the face of mercy and compassion. No. Above all, he wants to see the face of salvation and glory. This face of God reflects in my own face. In the exchange of these two different faces, we will meet God perfectly.